Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week 13 edition of the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I'm Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafin' Over on Twitter. And of course, I have the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself with me this evening. On a, uh, after a big vacation, a family vacation, so if Rob sounds extra tired, we can blame his kid. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to blame the kid. It's Rob Norton at Norton0723 over on Twitter. How you doing tonight, Mr. Roberto? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I got a lot more energy than you, but that's because yeah. my daughter is in there cooking uh, a bunch of like sweets and 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 I, I don't know what delicacies and, and stuff for some big school thing going on tomorrow. She'll be selling the things, and and, and so I've been in there just nibbling and nabbling as I've helped clean up the kitchen. So I'm feeling really good. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish I was doing that. I wish I was doing that. Yeah, we uh, like you mentioned, we just got back from vacation. Um, so we had uh, spent a few days Monday through Wednesday up in uh, Frankenmuth. And if anyone's not familiar, it's like a huge Christmas village in Michigan. Um, so, yeah, I was doing a bunch of driving yesterday and uh, back to work today. Sounds German. Frankenmuth. You know, like Frankenmuth. The Frankenmuth. It's not yeah. a German accent, I don't think. It, uh, <laughs> um, it, it is uh, German, like German yeah. Bavarian. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, the place we stay is actually called because um, we went last year as well, and we're trying to make it like a yearly family tradition. Late or late November, early December, kind of like a kickoff to start Christmas season uh, for the family yeah, and everything. Yeah. And and um, yeah, it's it, the place we stay is called Bavarian Inn Lodge, and they have like a a bunch of like authentic German dinners and authentic German like their all their outfits like and everything. So um, yeah, it's 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 fun though, especially if you have kids. Use the code Norton0723 as you log into... No, I don't know if the Bavarian Lodge <laughs> even gave you a code. I, 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 I've been over to Germany one time at the big airport over there. I don't even know the big cities. I was going. I was headed to Russia. We took a left towards Germany at some point, and we had to switch flights and all that stuff. And and it was they got this huge old airport thing telling you about all the different flights and everything and the connecting flights and what time they're leaving and everything. And there's this huge board. I mean, it was huge. And they would do the letters. The letters would come down like it go, and and the letters would just fall down to reset itself, kind of a thing. So it wasn't electric. It would just reset itself by all the letters floating down. And I'm t- it was so hmm. cool. I was I was amazed by it. I pulled out my camera, and I was going to take a picture of it, and then something tapped me on my shoulder, and I turned around, and it was this two huge. Well, the the one was uh, there was two of them standing there, and one of them spoke. But it was two big old German uh, soldiers or whatever, and I think he tapped me with the gun, actually, that he had in his arms. It was right after 9-11, <laughs> so everything was a little heightened, you know? A little, <laughs> at least I was a little heightened as I was traveling to Russia. And, and he, he said, no pictures. And I looked at him, <laughs> and I, I said, no pictures, no pictures. <laughs> That's all I could do. I was, I was terrified. Rob, uh, I am rambling on because I have a lot of sugar in my system, but we are visiting with a guy who won last week's contest. You know, do you know who won last week's contest, Rob? I do. I who? do. It is Kamish McBreeze. Kamish McBreeze. It feels like I have known McBreezy over on Twitter, at McBreezy over on Twitter. Uh, wait, McBreeze11 over on Twitter. It feels like I've known you forever, McBreeze. How, how, why is that? I think we maybe started Twitter at the same time, or at least in the fantasy community at the same time. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened to be a case. Um, 
it's been so long since, you know, just to go back to when I got on Twitter to see what Twitter was all about. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I'm just glad to be here. Glad to be here with you guys chopping it up. Um, ready for an awesome show, ready to talk some football, ready to talk some DFS and everything else in between. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And and I think that uh, actually I think it's it's John Frisella always tagging you and me in something together all all the time. John Frisella all the time, all his articles and everything. He's always like that. He's always got that same group of people he always tags in there and one of yep. them is you and I'm I I've clicked <laughs> on you. That's what I th- maybe that's what it is. And I've been running in John Frisella's circles for a while now. But it's good to have you, McBreeze, uh, over here on Twitter, at McBreeze11. Rob, he had a good lineup last week. Do, do you remember what the lineup was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, Josh Allen was the quarterback with uh, uh, Isaiah McKenzie as one of the pass catchers. Um, Zeke at running back. Keenan. And Tyler Boyd were the other two wide receivers, uh, Pat Fryermuth, and then topping it off with that monster Josh Jacobs performance. Uh, how did you know to put Josh Jacobs in there, Commish? Honestly, when I was setting this lineup, <clears throat> I was just looking like, okay, you know, this time of the year, the the pool itself is pretty thin. You know, once you you lose you use a player, you can't use him anymore. So. I just said to myself, let me see who's available at the running back position. I saw his name. Then I saw the matchup. My eyes just lit up. I just said, that's a no. I just said it and forget a play right there. <laughs> so <laughs> so I just clicked his name. I'm not. If you would have told me he was going to put up almost 50 points, I probably would have called you crazy. I mean, I, I thought he was good for at least 20 to 25, but 50, I was just, I was literally blown away. I mean, that last play in the game, I was just uh. blown away, man. Put him over 300 total yards for the game. Yeah. I mean, you have almost 40 touches for the game, too. That's just crazy uh, between targets and touches anyway. So that, that was a good job by you. I'm glad you got in there. You've always been somebody who has supported the Baby Bowl, it feels like, and you're very active in the different chats that are in there and stuff, and you've just been very supportive throughout the years. So when uh, at McBreeze 11 won over, on, uh, over there on the, on the Baby Bowl, I was, I was like, yeah, all right, good job, Kamish, good job. Yes, sir. All right, Rob. Uh, we have a leaderboard as well for these uh, week number 12 here, I guess, or week number 13 now going into week 13. And I, I, my biggest question, I know you're going to do it backwards. I, I just wondered where you know Kevin Tompkins is and all this stuff. And I try to keep my eyes closed whenever I see you do that because I like to have a normal reaction whenever you start reading off the leaderboard and see if I can remember some of the names that are in there and stuff like that, Rob. So go ahead and give us a leaderboard for the Baby Bowl. Yeah, so at 10, we have Jay Crockett, 24, with 1,380 points. Nine, Corey Easterday, 1,383. Okay. Number eight, at KBD Cards, our guy Juan Signs, he has 1,386. Seven, Damian Paramore, also 1,386, only ahead by fractions of points. Six, at Dan Gillis, 1,973, he has 1,402. Fifth, at Geek Mill, Jeff Milner, so he's hanging in there at fifth, 1,405. Uh-huh. Fourth at Into the Lab Pod, 1450. Okay. Third is myself at 1478. Uh-huh. Yeah, I slipped slipped to third. 
Uh, second, at K Tompkins, II, 1486. And then first, my wife is still hanging in there, 1495. Oh, boy, it's getting close. It's a nail biter now. Commission, I, I didn't hear you or my names in there. I, I didn't hear either one of us in there. I know I am baby bowl challenged sometimes because I outthink <laughs> myself and I, I start running around in circles. How, how have you fared this year? Are, are you happy with your um, – oh, I guess if you're not in the top ten, you may not be really thrilled about it. But do you love the contest of the baby bowl? Yeah, it's fun. You know, um, before I elaborate on what I'm about to say, I demand a recount on that baby bow stand. I should be in the top <laughs> 10. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, um, you know, Rob, he uh, been kind of, you know, been reaching out to me over the years about um, – this event and what it's all about. And I had told him last year, I said, um, you know, when this upcoming season come up, count me in. And um, I finally got in there and um, I'm having a blast. Um, I will say for next year, I will have to work on a few things to try to, you know, as the season progresses, get somewhere remotely close to being in the top 10 because it's tough, you know, it's real tough. As <laughs> if you miss out on something one week, you're like, oh man, I burned that guy and I got a zero out of here. I, I was looking through all my different, I don't want to say lineups, but the people that I have left and people available, and I'm going, I still got Cooper Cup left. I didn't use Cooper Cup at all this year. Man, I burned Cooper Cup with a big zero. Uh, and I think I got a zero out of Justin Jefferson anyway for the year whenever I used him. So I'm like, I just, I pick the wrong week sometimes, Commission. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Hey, it's uh, tough. But we got a big week number 13 lineup going on right now. And of course, we got the New England Patriots against those who, who is uh, Buffalo Bills playing right now at this moment. And it's kind of a 17 to 7 game. Bills are dominating the Patriots. It kind of feels like here in this first half anyway. Uh, whenever I, I, I think about the Buffalo Bills, Commission, I, I I love Josh Allen, of course, but he's got that arm injury. It doesn't seem to be affecting him all that much tonight. He's got two passing touchdowns already. Yeah, not at all. Um, you know, I remember when uh, the injury first happened, you know, it just seemed like the world stopped. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't know, like, this might be it for the year for Josh Allen, you know, and that would have been – Everything was going wrong in the world, you know, with no Josh Allen. I mean, (laughs) fantasy football needs and deserves Josh Allen. We have to have Josh Allen available for fantasy football. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, you know, he, um, he's, you know, making the necessary adjustments, you know, getting the treatments he needs to be able to play at the highest level with that injury. And, um, we'll see how, things progresses you know as we get closer to not only the fantasy playoffs but the actual playoffs when you know matchups get tighter so um he's doing good you know he's 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 doing good and um i hope he keep it up yeah uh rob i'm looking over at the new england patriots side of things and i i noticed an m jones to an m jones uh, for a touchdown uh, how did that work out where uh, mac jones is passing to mac jones or who in the world is he passing to <laughs> Marcus Jones, Marcus yeah. Jones, yeah, yeah, that was a, it was a interesting one. I mean, Marcus Jones. I think Marcus Jones was the guy, the the corner who um 
took that punt return back. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, I think. Uh, won the game at the end of the, the last, basically the last play of the game. Uh, and um, but yeah, so he uh, he clearly can. Uh, yeah, he, he clearly can uh, make a make a play with the ball in his hands though. So it's interesting to see him uh, see them the design a play up for him like that. For a defensive back, he's listed as a defensive. What is Yahoo going to do with that guy? What's Yahoo yeah. going to do? They can't even put Taysom Hill in there as a wide receiver or a running back. They, they, they still got him listed as a quarterback, I believe, or a tight end slash tight end. What's DraftKings going to do with Marcus Jones? How are they going to do that? I, I don't know. Yeah, that- yeah. yeah I used to say you're going to have to. They're going to have to get somebody on the uh, in the tech part of that to uh, make something happen. James Cook, too, by the way, is having a big game tonight. He's going to be a hot yeah. waiver wire ad if, uh, this next week if you haven't already. It, I, every time I pick him up, I drop him the next week because he doesn't do anything. And I'm, I know it's there. I know it's there. And I hope it doesn't go there too far because I picked up Singletary in a league in a trade. And, and <laughs> I, I knew James Cook was sniffing around in that, that running back room, but I didn't know that he's going to just take over like this. Boy, eight carries, 50 yards, and then he also has a, a catch, uh, three catches for 30 yards tonight. It, it's it's such a hot potato rotation. You just don't know from week to week who who is going to be. Outside of Josh Allen each and every of week. Right. <laughs> Outside yeah. of Josh Allen. All right, guys, we got one. Two. I'm going to take – I'll tell you what. We're over on DraftKings right now. We're looking at these lineups a little bit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it like four games at a time, okay? I'm going to take four games at a time so we can kind of talk about all these quarterbacks in a in a ball, in a lump, and see who we would prefer – out of these eight quarterbacks in these games. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. So it's just the first four games, Green Bay and Chicago, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Denver and Baltimore, and Jacksonville at Detroit. So I'll, we'll walk through here and we're, we'll look at it. Looks like everybody's going to be healthy. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy this week. Looks like he wants to play, especially against Chicago. I think he has uh, some stake in the Chicago ownership club, I think is what it is. Maybe that's why Aaron Rodgers wants to play. <laughs> but let, let me ask you this, Kamish. You've, you've said some good things about Rob Norton, and, and Rob Norton seems to be a good guy. So out of these eight quarterbacks that we have here, okay, uh, maybe just the top four, maybe the top four, who would you give as a Christmas present over to Rob Norton? Would it be Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, or Aaron Rodgers to play in the Baby Bowl this week? I'm gonna give him. Uh, I'm gonna give him Aaron Rodgers. Okay, against Chicago. That's that, you're rubbing it in my face. I'm, I'm a Chicago fan, <laughs> Kamish. That's you're, you're right. I'm not gonna say you're wrong when it comes to Aaron Rodgers against Chicago. But what? What? Why would you want to give him to Rob? I know Rob's a nice guy. You know Aaron Rodgers. He's he's. I mean, anytime you know he plays Chicago, he's like the gift that just keeps on giving. You know. <laughs> It's, you know, he could be, you know, like up until maybe a couple of weeks ago, you know, nobody wanted to really start Aaron Rodgers because, you know, you couldn't trust him. But now you see Chicago on the schedule all of a sudden. Yeah, that oblique injury I got, I'm good. Put me in the game, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about it, too, and I know retirement is on the radar for Aaron Rodgers a little bit, and we all saw how Jordan Love did last week whenever he had an opportunity to play, so maybe it's even a little bit more pronounced in you know Aaron Rodgers' head, possibly, that this could be the last time he is in a Green Bay uniform playing against the Chicago Bears, so he just wants to make the most of it. You know? So it's just one of those times. Rob, 
I know you wouldn't mind that Aaron Rodgers thing, especially with Eddie Jackson being out for the Chicago Bears now, I believe, and the Bears not having a great offense to be able to keep up with the Green Bay Packers, but he should be able to have a field day there. Do you, who would you give me out of Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, or Aaron Rodgers? Whew. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence this week. Um, I couldn't get I couldn't give it to Commission. I know he's a Lions fan, so I couldn't I couldn't do <laughs> couldn't do that to him. Couldn't do that to him. Um, but but yeah, the Lions, you know, especially when the Lions have their offensive players healthier, like Amandra's um, been healthy now for the past few weeks, and Swift is hopefully getting healthier too. Um, whenever they've had you know most of their weapons or all of their weapons healthy, they've been you know a competent offense, being able to put up points. And the defense obviously has gotten better over the past month or so, um, but they're still they're still not a, a unit that you necessarily are going to fear in terms of pass catching. They're playing at Detroit, so it's in a dome. Um, Lawrence has been awesome over the past uh, month or two, and um, so yeah. And uh, Etienne is a little banged up. Um, I know they say he's probably going to play, but it it could be a lot of Trevor Lawrence for for Jacksonville if they want to if they want to win this one especially with Detroit being able to put up points themselves Kamish, I got a couple of questions for you here about Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields because they're top on this list right here as far as these top 4 uh first four games that we're looking at here next season redraft I know I know Lamar Jackson could possibly leave Baltimore but I also know that he could stay let's just say situation stays the same who are you drafting first Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields next season Oh man! <laughs> Without knowing um, what is going to transpire in free agency mm-hmm. and or the draft, mm-hmm. um, if I'm going based off of what has happened up until this point in this season, mm-hmm. I think I would lean Justin Fields. It, it feels it feels that way. It feels like Justin Fields is on the you know coming up. And it feels like Lamar Jackson might be trending down just a little bit. And maybe it's because it's a contract year. I don't know. But, man, the the possibility for Justin Fields next year to be having, you know, the 30, 35-point fantasy games where Lamar Jackson seems to be stuck in the 20 to 25 area for his ceiling right now, I, I think I'd agree with you, Kamish. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm also looking at it from the point of, like, <clears throat> The talent that's surrounding like both players. I mean, Baltimore. I mean, we can go out there right now and play for Baltimore at wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, look a lot better than he should be looking right now. It's. I mean, traditionally, historically speaking, like the Ravens are a pretty well-run organization, and the fact that they didn't address the situation during the trade period when uh, the trade deadline was open to try to help Lamar Jackson out, you know, in a contract year. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just tough. You know, I, I really feel for Lamar because I, I like Lamar a lot as a talent and as a player, but you know, a talent and a player can only do so much when you don't have, you know, the right personnel to, have that upside, you know, that you will want when you're deciding when you want to go with this quarterback versus this quarterback, you know, with Justin Fields, on the other hand, you know, they don't have world beaters over there, but they had serviceable pieces, you know, and Darnell Mooney, 
you know, now Chase Claypool. I know Mooney, I think he's done for the year, but when he mm-hmm. was playing, you know, he was they, he was serviceable. You know, he was easily better than any receiver on Baltimore, you know, outside of, you know, Rashad Bateman. But but like I said, for that reason, you know, I, I would I would lean Justin Fields in the redraft if I had to decide between those two. Good answer. Good answer. I agree with you. As a Bears fan, I completely agree with you. <laughs> hey, Rob, uh, the last four quarterbacks that we have here to choose from, Marcus Mariota, Jared Goff, Pickett, and Russell Wilson. Do you see any of those being baby bowl potentials? If, you, if you're down there in that area of quarterbacks, do you have a favorite one out of that? Jared Goff, I think, jumps off at the page of me just because it's the Jacksonville Jaguar defense. Lamar had one of his better games uh, from the last month or so against those uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and it seems like Jared Goff plays a little bit better at home. Yeah, um, I I like Goff a good amount this week, and I, I do like Pickett actually a little bit. I probably have, I'm going to end up with him higher than consensus, uh, just playing against Atlanta, at Atlanta, so it's in a dome against a bad secondary. Um, but but yeah, um, Goff would probably be my favorite of that group, playing in that same game environment. I mean, I think that game has a... It's like a 51 and a half point total, and it's a very close spread. I think the Lions are favored by one. So it has all the makings of of what we'd like to see in a potential shootout, close game, high high Vegas total, um, you know, in a dome, two defenses that can let up points and yards, so, and on two offenses that are serviceable to score. So I I like uh, Goff in that one as well. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Let's jump over to running backs out of these four games right here, guys. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go down here to the bottom, Commish, okay? I'm going to go down to the bottom, and I'm going to ask you who you would rather have this week, all right? We'll just we'll just keep going up the ladder a little bit, all right? So we're going to we're gonna do this. I'm going to ask you these guys, and it's going to be different because there's a lot of cues on this page, okay? Aaron Jones, questionable. ATN, questionable. Harris, questionable. Uh, A.J. Dillon questionable. So I'm going to say that Harris is not going to play this week. It doesn't feel like it anyway. I think Aaron Jones, I think ETN is going to play. I think A.J. Dillon will end up playing, once again, just because they're playing against the Bears. So, you know, they, they got to get in there and just run all over them. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, <laughs> but but I'll go. I'll start out with Benny Snell then, okay? So we're Benny Snell. We're assuming Harris is out. Would you rather play Benny Snell or Damian uh, or Daryl Henderson this week? Oh, yikes. <laughs> and, and we got to think about this too because in the baseball yeah, people might be down there in this area you never know and we're assuming we're assuming, when you say henderson we're assuming etm plays right okay yeah if etn's plays i guess we're not playing henderson at all so how about snell or warren commission snell or warren would you rather have them going into this, oh, this week is, yeah this is easily Jalen warren um i mean with the latest practice report that uh warren has logged in two full practices uh, snail limited. Yeah. They're kind of trending in opposite directions. So, uh, you know, the Friday report is usually the big one, you know, whether you can know if a player is likely to play or not. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get another full practice on Jalen Warren and another limited and, or, you know, a DMP from Benny snail. I would like Jalen Warren a lot. <laughs> Okay. And, and even and even uh, before the injury, it seems like a couple of weeks ago, Warren was the guy who was going to end up sharing carries. It felt like with Damian Harris. All right, so Jalen Warren or Kenya Drake? I'm taking Jalen Warren here. Warren or Latavius Murray? Warren. Warren or Gus Edwards? 
I think I'm going Warren as well here. I don't I don't blame you. Next one will be tough. Warren or DeAndre Swift? Oh man. <laughs> That's really hard, isn't it? This one is a lot tougher. Um I'm actually going to go out on a limb here. I know there are a lot of people out there who have been frustrated with Swift lately because I know um he kind of, you know, he's work, kind of working his way back, you know, from the injuries that he's playing through. But um, his snaps have been going up. His involvement has been going up. And for this game in particular, I think this is a game he could really um, blow up. And then all of it, all it takes is one game. Now, yeah, he's back. And all of a sudden, everybody riding swift again. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all it takes. One, one big game. And for this for this game, this environment, I'm willing to take a chance on the upside of DeAndre Swift over Jalen Warren because of the targets. You know, the target that's 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 what you that's what you want to sure. get from your your running backs. You know, he had eight targets last week um, against Buffalo. So if he can get some close to that against Jacksonville, I want all I want exposure to all of that. <laughs> that's good that's good reasoning that's good reasoning all right rob i'm going to give you the top half here uh we will stick with uh commission's deandre swift pick there uh, deandre swift or aj dylan swift swift or patterson Cor- cordero patterson who seems to be getting more snaps as the year goes on now a little healthier maybe um i think i'll go swift i feel like patterson might be a little bit safer but Swift's definitely got more upside. Okay, Swift or Jamal Williams? Ooh. Want me to flip a coin? Would you like? I was going to say, that's, that's, that's what it feels like. That. I'll go with Jamal. I'll go with Jamal. Okay. All right. All right. I don't it, it seems like he's we, every week it feels like that right answer after we watch the game is Jamal. You know what I mean? Like every single week, it's like, okay, the answer should have been Jamal. Why do I yeah. keep saying Swift? Why do I keep saying Swift? Jamal uh, Williams or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Montgomery or ATN? Ooh, that one's really close. I, I think I have him really close to my ranking because as of now, I'll, I'll go ETN though. ETN or Aaron Jones is your favorite. <sighs> Man. Come on. I think, I'll, I think I'll go Aaron Jones. Oh, I, I don't blame you. I would too against the Bears defense, and I've been trying to pick on that for a while now, and ETN still might be a little bit more banged up, so maybe he's on a snap count. Or something like that, and mm-hmm. you know we're thinking about for baseball purposes more so than DraftKings. But right. even at DraftKings, I, I'm still thinking Aaron Jones over ETN. Uh, you agree with that, uh, Commission? Absolutely. Like um, I put out a I put out a tweet a few days ago about how over the last four weeks the Detroit Lions um, defense have really tightened up against running back. They have allowed fewer than 100 yards in each of the last four weeks um, against the Bills. As a team, they only gave up 79 yards on the ground. You know, against Saquon, they only gave up 22 yards to Saquon. Hmm. Saquon Barkley we're talking about here. <laughs> it is crazy. It is it, crazy how, how they've tightened up. They have really tightened up. So uh, I, I think somebody has said, uh, I forgot who it was. They said, um, <clears throat> ET in a smash play. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, ten- I'm firstly tempering expectations, especially, uh, 
you know, with him dealing with that that foot injury. I know he they said he was limited in practice, but even, you know, he's out there. That's that's not the that's not the way to attack the Lions. Um at the that's not the way at the running back position to attack the Lions. You want to attack them uh, with your inside receivers, your slot receivers. I agree. I agree. Uh, good good call on that one. All right, oh, over to wide receivers, fellas. On these four games here, Rob, I'm going to ask you this question: Who is your favorite receiver out of this bunch? Out of the top bunch here, between Amon Ross, St. Brown, Christian Kirk, uh, Jerry Judy, if he plays, I don't think he's playing. Sutton, Lazard. Deontay Johnson, Christian Watson, or George Pickens, all the way down there to $5,100 if you're looking at it. So Pickens, Watson, Johnson, Lazard, Sutton, Judy, Kirk, or Brown. Which one's your favorite? Give me Amonra. Amonra is my favorite. I have him. I think I have him ranked as a top five receiver this week. Um, I do have Kirk, I think, in the top ten, so I like Kirk as well. But, okay. um, but yeah, Amonra. I, I just I love Amonra. Kamish, out of those... Uh, wide receivers that I read, which one is your least favorite out of those guys? Amonra, Kirk, Sutton, Lazard, Deontay Johnson, Christian Watson, or George Pickens? For me, it'll probably be Cortland Sutton. Yeah. It, are you are you shocked at how bad the Denver Broncos offense, maybe team in, in general, has been playing and how they're turning on each other again. Uh, it's kind of crazy to watch this Denver team year in and year out. It's like we're on replay or something. It's, it reminds me so much of last year. You know, it's funny. Um, I was actually talking to Rob about this maybe a few days or maybe a week ago. Um, going into this season, I think I was I was the highest on the Denver Broncos offense to really make some noise and to see things unravel to the point it's at right now. It, it's it's truly mind blowing. Um, and this and for this reason, you know, this is always the reminder that the NFL is a year to year thing. No two things was stay the same going in from year to year, and. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really hope for next year, you know, whatever change personnel changes that the Broncos make, I really hope they uh, find somebody who can fix Russ. Boy. Yeah, I, I, I loved watching football whenever Russell Wilson was good or better or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to say he's, I want to say he's not good because he is Russell Wilson. But man, it's it, it was just more fun whenever he was good, uh, better. I, I did it again. All right. <laughs> Out of these last group of wide receivers, guys, I'll let you guys kind of chime in there whenever you whenever you can find one that you like because we're getting to the nitty gritty here in the Bay Bowl. We got four weeks left. Season ends on week 17, so we don't have a lot of weeks left to be able to play different players in here. So we're looking for some sleepers out of this bottom group here. And I know for me, one of them is going to be DJ Shark just because he's in a high team total environment, a high game total environment. It's inside a dome. We don't have to worry about sharks swimming in the in the uh, snow or anything anywhere. <laughs> and it's a revenge game. So I'm going to say DJ Shark might be one of those players if you're like, I have nobody left to play in the Baby Bowl. Maybe look down a little bit, find DJ Shark, and he might be a good dart throw to be able to get a touchdown this week and, and give you about 10, 12 uh, Baby Bowl points. So that's who I'm going to say. Hey, who do you see, Rob? Do you see anybody down here? Yeah, um, I actually I, I like both Deontay and George Pickens um, a little bit against Atlanta. 
uh, as we mentioned, you know, um, I mentioned it with Kenny Pickett, kind of like that that passing offense, um, especially if Najee does stay limited or out, they're probably going to rely on more on the passing game. Um, obviously, like we were mentioning with Jalen Warren, too, he's more of a kind of a, pa- a good pass catching back as is. So um, at not Atlanta, uh-huh. what's that? I was going to say that's not low enough, Rob. We, we, we've, yeah. Everybody's played Deontay Johnson and George Pickens at this point. I know. It's probably true. I would say I would I would think more people have played Deontay than Pickens oh, yeah. at this point. I, uh-huh. I would think. But in Baby Bowl, I mean, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I mean, if the, either of them – if either of them are still available, I like them yeah. in that game environment. So I think I ha- I think personally I have at least Pickens, maybe Deontay too. I might have both, but um, so it's getting Not close for me on those on, the, on those guys because I've, yeah, I've used both. most of the guys You're above. Pittsburgh <laughs> stack this week at the Baby Bowl. What about you, Breeze? <laughs> you see anybody down here towards the bottom that that you're looking at and you're going, hey, I can play that guy? Uh, actually, um. It was three names that kind of kind of caught my eye. One, um, it's a little bit on the lower end, but the other two is kind of more on the deep end. But mm-hmm. they could be serviceable. So the first name is um, Drake London. Okay. So Kyle Pitts is gone for the year. Mariota, he'll have to throw the ball to somebody. <laughs> and, you know, the way to beat – Pittsburgh on defense is through the secondary, through the air. Yeah. So there's an opportunity there for Drake London to put up some points if Arthur Smith decides to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's a big <laughs> if, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's a variable in itself right there. But um, the other two names that uh, could be serviceable um, – I looked at uh, Trent Shurfield from the Miami Dolphins. You know, uh, the San Francisco 49ers defense is as stout as they come, and they're probably going to go all out to try to stop Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So I think that could free up some underneath stuff for Trent Shurfield to put up a solid day. You know, I'm I'm sure he's available in probably everybody's baby bowl (laughs) for this week. So then uh, the last name I wanted to mention was um, Sky Moore from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, You know, Juju, I think they said he was uh, on track to play. But um, Sky Moore been slowly, um, you know, ascending these last couple of weeks. They kind of easing him in, just keep him out of that um, punt return team on special teams. Yeah. Because, you know, that's one way he can hurt you. Um, but he's been, um, you know, uh, building rapport with Patrick Mahomes. And um, and this is this, this a big game for them, too, at Cincinnati, too. So um, I'm sure Cincinnati is going to want to go all out to, you know, try to stop Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, somebody else going to have to step up. And I think um, there's an opportunity for Sky Moore to um, have a – serviceable game for the Chiefs this week and I'm sure he may be available um in most people's baby bowl um teams as well to roster. It, it's possible and, and uh especially since Kadarius Tony doesn't look like he's gonna play either so it might be a time to take advantage of more snaps it would seem like to sky more rob out of these four t- games right here. Mark Andrews, Fryermuth, Komet, 
Doltich, Tunyon, Ingram, Gentry? Uh, we can't play Gentry. Isaiah Likely? Hmm. No, I mean, is there a favorite one for you out of these tight ends? I mean, of course, Mark Andrews, obviously. Um, I mean, he's, he's a different... To me, he's like a different level, obviously, to, to the those guys. But after that would be Fryermuth if he's still available for you. Um, you should be, I, I think I have him as a top five, maybe even top three option this week. Um, again, same thing, Atlanta. It's a defense you want to attack, match a, a game environment you want to attack. So Fryermuth would be my guy there. There's, um, I do I do like Evan Ingram. Again, it's uh, we're talking about. I, I I've been higher on Evan Ingram though most than most people. Um, just the fact that uh, he's a you know athletic freak, um, pass catching tight end. He's going going against the Lions as as Breeze mentioned. We're ta- we're going to want to attack the Lions through the air um, more than on the ground. So I think he has a chance in in that game environment to do a little damage and he's, he's a hard one to predict. I feel like with Evan Ingram. So, um, he's had some good games. He's had some, some rough ones. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I think it's a good spot for him, a, a good game environment to try to take advantage of. We're talking about baby bowl games here on week number 13 in the NFL on the fantasy impact today network. And we have the week 12 winner commissioner breeze at McBreeze 11 from Twitter um, with us. And he won last week with a big, big lineup, especially a Josh Jacobs lineup. And of course I've got with me, Rob Norton at Norton zero seven, two, three over on Twitter. And Rob, this week is your week, but this is, this is your week, my friend, because Coming out of pseudo-retirement, I guess, uh, Deshaun Watson is playing this week against his old team, the Houston Texans. It's kind of crazy how it all worked out and how they lined it all up, how the stars have aligned for this. What do you expect out of Deshaun Watson this week, Rob? I know you're a big Cleveland Browns fan, so I know you would like to see a lot of success, I would imagine, from a team perspective, but I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely obviously root for the team. I want the team to do well. Um, so I'm, I'm ho- hoping for that. Always want to see them win. I'm hoping they, I mean, obviously they've had a rough season so far. Um, Jacoby Brissett actually played pretty well, I thought, for the most part. Um, played played really well. It was frustrating to see there were so many games that they they could have won and that we'd be in a, such a better spot right now with a chance to kind of really ramp it up here at the end of the year. And heading into the playoffs, I mean, I think they still have an outside shot at getting in the playoffs. It's going to be tough. Really got to mostly like win out pretty much. Um, and I don't know if they're going to do that. I never expect the Browns to win out on anything. So, um, <laughs> so there's that. But, but yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens this week with him. He obviously he hasn't really played <laughs> football for a while, so um we'll see what kind of rust he has i mean when he was when he was on the field just purely from an on the field perspective only um he obviously has been been awesome in his career so i mean obviously as a browns fan myself and wanting to see the browns do well and obviously that's going to hinge on how well he plays on the field and i i hope i hope from that perspective just from an on the field perspective that he plays well for the browns 
a lot of rust could be there, Kamish, with a Deshaun Watson being there. And I, I look at this game and I see Kyle Allen as well, and I'm going, okay. So I'm not real excited about playing either one of these quarterbacks. I think for baby bowl purposes, we probably want to wait on playing Deshaun Watson just to see how things look this first week or two. Anyway, I know we can play Nick Chubb, Damian Pierce. If we don't have a lot of running backs left, probably want to take a shot on Kareem Hunt a little bit. But my question to you is more about Amari Cooper or Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, do we want to wait on uh, those guys or even play a David Najoku or should we should we you know take a chance take a gamble because those positions are really getting thin and right now the Cleveland Browns have got like the second highest point total of the week projected by Vegas so should we trust Vegas or should we hold off a week or two Generally speaking uh you know trust Vegas but this game in particular <clears throat> This one is a tricky one to call because um, it's a lot going on with this game in itself. You know, Watson first game back, the environment, what the crowd is going to be like, uh, how much uh, rapport has Watson been able to have with the, with the teammates in the limited amount of practice time he's had. Um, if there was somebody I would be willing to play, it'd be Donovan Peoples-Jones. <clears throat> um, Amari, he's been great this year, but his home road splits are so drastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I would, I would, I would, for that reason, I would, um, go with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Okay. If anybody from the Cleveland Browns, I would. I mean, of course, you know you're going to play Chubb, but as far as out of the pass catchers, uh, Donald Peoples-Jones would be the one that I'd be most willing to play. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very excited and 1 not being very excited, where are you on playing Donovan Peoples-Jones? I'd probably say 7. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. I I don't mind that at all. And, and you know, the the arm strength, the arm strength uh, would probably be there and benefit Donovan Peoples-Jones also, I think he had a high A dot last year, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe that'll help out when you have a Christian when you got a Deshaun Watson back there playing for the position of quarterback. Now, hey Rob, we're on to the next game: New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, I think okay. the big question is here: Can we trust Mike White to be played in this game? The Minnesota Vikings aren't that great of a defense. Mike White played pretty well last week. Are, are you trusting him enough to play him at Baby Bowl? In baby bowl, I don't think I could do it. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Full disclosure, I got a, I got Mike White in a in a 16 team two QB league. So I'm 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 crossing fingers and I'm I'm hopeful, especially after what he did last week. And um, I mean, obviously he looked leaps and bounds better than Zach Wilson has. So um, that's really really honestly more encouraging for the pass catchers than anything. But um, I I don't. I think it's a sneaky spot if you're, you know, in a desperate spot to use Mike White. I just don't consider him. We talk about it, you know, each week about is are they one of the top 17 ish mm-hmm. since we only got to play 17. Um, I wouldn't necessarily consider him there, so um, I probably won't do it. But at Minnesota, the secondary is is isn't that great. The in a dome factor, the Vikings put up good points themselves so it is a good spot if you did want to go ahead and try to use them all right i i'm trying to get a good read on what running back to use all right from the jets uh this game and i 
Carter Robinson was inactive last week, supposed to be active this week. Carter's hurt this week. Ty Johnson put up pretty good numbers in a limited amount of usage. And then we got the guy of the night riding in on a big old white horse right now. Zonovan Knight coming in there, Kamish, who seemed to be pretty impressive last week. He kind of seemed like a find a hole and plow through it kind of a guy. I want to use one of these guys. I just don't know which one. So it's probably best just to stay away from him from a baby bull perspective this week. Yeah, that would be my strategy. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, murky, murky, murky running back rooms. Uh, I generally speaking just like to stay away from them. Um, but if I had to choose a running back to play in that game, it'd probably be uh, Knight. Yeah, I, I th- he he was pretty impressive last week when he sat there. I was like, whoa, okay, all right. There, there, there's the running back of the future right there. Why'd they go got James Robinson? I don't get it. I, it's, it. They had to have done that to get like block, block the Patriots from getting them or something. I don't know what they did. Wide receiving room. Garrett Wilson. Great game. Elijah Moore. Everybody seems to be happy that Mike White is throwing them the football. Who's going to be the happiest at the end of this week, Commission, out of those New York Jet receivers? Which one are, do you have to play if you have to play one of them in the Bay Bowl? For me, uh, I think I'm going back to Garrett Wilson. Um, I think now people are starting to see why the Jets were so high on him, why they took him where they took him. You know, you get a quarterback who can um, bring out his talents and his abilities and what he can do on the field. Um, How can you not be excited about wanting to see more of Garrett Wilson on the field? So, you know, he's dominating the target share. And, um, yeah, I think uh, out of those out of those uh, pass catchers, um, I would rather go with Garrett Wilson. But um, I got a sneaky feeling, though, about Tyler Conklin in this game going back to Minnesota. I think uh, this could be one of those blow-up games like he had versus New England a few weeks back. He kind of came out of nowhere. I like it, and I like that thought process too. Uh, it's, it's a lot of revenge narratives going on this week. I thought, I think it, maybe that should be one rule caveat, Rob, that you can only play baby bowl uh, revenge players this week is what you could do because seems to be a lot of them running around this week, Rob. Yeah, I was gonna say we should we should uh, we'll have to look into that next year for uh, one week is uh, revenge week only. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see if we can uh, get that one get get that one passed. I, I'm gonna stay away from all the Vikings if I can, just because it's it's going against the Jets. The Jets defense is pretty good, man. I, I want to play Vikings, Rob, but I just I, I sit here and I look up and down the roster and I'm going, I don't I don't like any of them against the New York Jets. Yeah, it is tough. The Jets defense has been pretty awesome, really. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson is just an automatic every week i'm assuming almost everyone's probably played him unless you're taking the you know approach to wait and uh try to get some big lineups at the end of the year um but you know justin jefferson i mean it wouldn't be the ideal matchup necessarily but again obviously it's justin jefferson so Thielen, Thielen's an interesting one um he's he had a nice game and you know he could end up having another nice game especially if uh if they do either bracket or double jefferson uh or or really pay attention with like sauce and and stuff so 
Thielen's a, Thielen's a really interesting one. I think um, he's the he's a, he's probably the toughest call. I think on the on the Vikings this week is you know in your in your regular lineups you're going to be playing Dalvin Je- Jefferson Hawkinson pretty much every week and in in baby ball they're pretty much any week kind of kind of players and um, so I think Thielen is really the one in that offense that's that's the toughest call. You know I I've I thought about Thielen a couple times this week. All good thoughts I'm sure. But hmm. if they were, uh, I was thinking about his touchdown. We always talk about his touchdown regression that is coming. If you think about how many touchdowns Thielen usually has during the year, and now he doesn't hardly have any, it feels like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like there's a touchdown progression coming towards the end of this year, unless he's just going to really have that regression. You know, I, I I don't know which side of the fence to be on on that, but I'm like, man, if this is the start of something, you better get on that Adam Thielen train real quick, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's always the guy that ends up getting more touchdowns and and everyone, you know, comes into the year talking about the, the regression about how he's going to drop off and things like that and like you said it could be a situation where he starts really ticking up in that uh the the touchdown production area uh towards the end of the year and then uh if he if he does get back to his touchdown scoring ways uh regularly, he's definitely going to be a really underrated option uh down the stretch. Definitely somebody that could get hot. All right, McBreeze, we're, we're never going to make it through all these games. I, I can tell you this right now. We're not going to make it through all these games. I'm looking at it all. <laughs> so I, I need to, I, we need to speed it up a little bit here on these next couple of games in particular. I'm going to pick and choose. I'm going to be, I'm going to be selective, but I want one of your, I want one of your favorite players and one of your least favorite players out of the Washington and the New York giant game. Who, who are you definitely confident in playing in baby bowl? And who do you not want to play at all in baby bowl from either one of those rosters? Uh, for the commanders, um, got a lot of interest in, uh, Brian Robinson, especially with, uh, Gibson situation. If he were to miss Robinson got the backfield pretty much to himself. And, uh, as far as the Giants go, I think I'm probably most afraid of playing Daniel Jones because the commander's defense have been playing really good these last few weeks. And um, the Giants are really banged up on their line and just in general as a team. So those are my two players who okay. I like and who I'm least likely to play. That's a good answer. Good answer, Rob. He, he's took two off the board. Same question. Uh, different answers, please, sir, if you don't mind. I think my favorite in the game would be McLaurin. Um, and then my least favorite would probably have to be, hmm, let's see. I'll go, I'll go Gibson. I'll go Gibson. Just being banged up and with Brian Robinson doing what he's been doing lately. Um, yeah, Gibson. Gibson. I know it's it's only been one game though is what Robinson's doing. I mean it's, yeah. it hasn't you know what I mean like it has and it was in the rain last week so I was going into that game going okay I'm not playing Gibson anywhere because it's the rain fumbleitis all that stuff with Gibson uh, all those things. Hey I'll tell you I I I hear what both of you are saying, but my heart is just so much with Taylor Heineke. Is it not? I mean, can can, can we? Not, can, nobody can root against Taylor Heineke, can they? Unless you're not a Washington Commanders fan, I guess you can root against Taylor Heineke uh, if you're going against him. But man, that guy is so much fun to watch. Commission, I love watching that guy. He seems to leave his heart out there every single time. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you can you can you can tell um, <clears throat> the team is playing much better um, with Heineke under center too. Um, he's been commanding the offense, um, sustaining drives, and um, putting them in position to win. So I would agree with you that um, you know he's definitely been fun to watch. Um, Maybe not so much for Carson Wentz to watch from the sidelines, but <laughs> Heineke, he's been fun to watch. Rob, next game is Tennessee and Philadelphia. I'm going to ask you the same question. Somebody you love, somebody you hate, but here's the caveat. You can't take, you can't say Jalen Hurts. You mm-hmm. can't say Derrick Henry. And you can't say A.J. Brown. So tell okay. me a player you love and tell me a player you hate. Okay, okay. I will say that I love Devontae Smith in this one. Um, Tennessee's been really good, actually, against the run and pretty bad against the pass. Um, so I definitely like attacking Tennessee through the air. And Devontae, obviously, A.J. Brown is kind of the lead guy. Uh, but Devontae's been really good as well this year. So I, he's he's the guy I'll say that I love. Um, and the guy that I would hate from that relative to the field would probably be Miles Sanders. Um, again, same thing, same reasoning. It's really, uh, a team that you want to attack through the air, not on the ground. Sanders has caught like two passes all year or something. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's really surprising to me because his rookie year, if you go look back, if you look back at his rookie year, I was extremely excited about him coming out after his rookie year. Uh, he was like one of only like seven or eight players to do what he did in terms of efficiency, pass catching, um, things like that. And after that, it's like he just they just phased him out as a pass catcher. Um, so and I I definitely it's definitely been frustrating because I really like Miles Sanders as a player, but his usage in the pass game is, is frustrating. So in a game where I think they're going to need to pass more the run, I, I, he would be a guy I want to fade. Okay. Yeah. After a big game like that, uh, it's good warning to everybody not to play a Miles Sanders. What about you, McBreeze? You, you see anybody on here that, that just jumps out at you that you got to play or somebody that you're like, no, 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 do not play them this week. Uh, for me, um, I'm actually excited to play. I, I would be excited to play uh, Traylon Burks. Um, mm-hmm. The matchup on paper, you know, it doesn't seem ideal, but um, you got to look at Traylon Burks, what he's been doing um, these last few weeks. You know, he's been uh, getting more rapport with Ryan Tannehill. He's been getting more snaps, more opportunities. And, um, the Titans more likely going to have to throw the football a lot. So uh, for that reason alone, I'm excited to play uh, Traylon Burks. As far as um, who I am, who I'm, I, I'm not as excited to play in this game. Um, anybody else from the Titans? Okay. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go narrow it down. No, that's perfect, perfect, perfect. I understand that sentiment exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. I get that, uh, guys. I gotta say, Kes Watkins, and it's not just because he's from Athens, Alabama, which is pretty close to my hometown here. It's not just because he went to the same high school as Philip Rivers. It's not because you know any of those reasons at all. But he has caught a touchdown. I think the last three games, ever since that Goddard went down, he has seen an uptick in targets. 
He is also, like I said, he's just becoming a little bit of threat. Last two games, he's caught a touchdown. So I, I don't, if you're looking for a wide receiver, I think you could find a lot worse options than Kez Watkins this week, especially going against that Titans secondary. So there, there it is, a, a three-touchdown game. No, you can't. A.J. <laughs> Brown's going to catch touchdowns left and right this game a lot uh, against the Tennessee Titans. Seattle at Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams. They're done for the year, guys. It was a Super Bowl or bust last year, and now this year it's the bust, right? That, it's just it's all over. It feels like for them. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so we're there's nobody we want to play on the Rams side of things, right? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> nope. No. Okay, all right, all right. No, we're not. And I, even against that Seattle defense that has seemed pretty soft and just gave up 300 yards to Josh Jacobs alone, we would want to play like anybody, no running backs. We wouldn't want to play a Wolford if he ends up starting at quarterback. Nobody on that team. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Close to a Josh I dare you. <laughs> I dare you then. The double dog dare you this time of year to play. All right, what about Seattle? Uh, I know we could play. Are we firing at people against this Los Angeles Rams team that, Rob, you and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Seemed like they were kind of thrown in the towel a little bit. And I think that loss last week just completely did it because now you see even defensive players starting to pack it up and pack it in and make a vacation plans. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have no problem playing any of Geno, Kenneth Walker, DK, or Lockett, honestly. Um, okay. I mean, it, there there could be maybe some concern with DK maybe. Um Against it depends though because I'm not sure if if uh, Ramsey's going to shadow him or not. Um, I mean, you would think because of the the big physical nature of both of them that that would be the ideal matchup. But at the same time, Ramsey's been a little bit more beatable as been as has the whole uh, defense uh, this year than they were last year. So I'm not too really too concerned. Um, especially DK's been getting a lot of targets recently. So really, I don't have too much issue. Just um, that could be a little bit of concern if, if Ramsey does end up showing up to play and shadowing. Okay. All right. I, I, I can understand that. Breeze, I got to ask you, Commission, uh, just if Walford plays, I feel like I could be a little bit confident because, now, listen, listen to me before you just go <laughs> off on me and tell me no again. Uh, people are getting desperate here because Rob will not allow us to play defenses or tight ends in this game. All right. So we got to pick a tight end. <laughs> Tyler Higby is a name that's out there in a tight end. Going against the 31st-ranked defense against tight ends in the Seattle Seahawks. And just two games ago, whenever Wolford was playing a little bit, and, and uh, even the game before that when Wolford was playing a little bit, we've seen Tyler Higby get eight targets and eight targets again. And then last week, of course, he only had one. But I, I feel a little bit confident in going to a Higby against the Seattle Seahawks if I had to. I wouldn't blame you at all. I mean, the matchup says you can play Tyler Higby. The problem is... <laughs> <laughs> the problem is... How often... I mean, how how are yeah. the Rams are going to be able to sustain drives? That's the problem I have. 
Oh, you know, Pete Carroll's a pretty uh, a guy. He, goes, he likes to get put on a helmet every once in a while and run out there with the defense. Maybe if Pete Carroll's running out there with the defense. <laughs> Miami and San Francisco, we got a lot of players. This is a goofy game, too. I think these are a lot of goofy games, guys, because we got a lot of revenge narratives. We got a lot of teams quitting now and stuff. And this game is tough because we got a huge offense in Miami against a very strong defense in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it, you know, and, and the defense on the opposite side of things with Miami doesn't seem to be too stout at times. They give up a lot of points. At least they did earlier in the year, especially on the road. Whenever the defense has to play on the road, they give up a lot of points. Rob, I got to ask the question. You can't you can't say two because huh? we could. Well, let me ask you this. Yes or no. We could fire up two of this week. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. Yes or no, we could fire up Christian McCaffrey this week. It looks like things were healthy. He went through a full practice today, so I think he's going to be back this week. Yes or no, firing up McCaffrey? Yeah, definitely. They say he's going to get a huge workload, too. They say he's going to get regular workloads. Especially with no Eli Mitchell. Is it going to be a Carolina workload or a San Francisco workload? That's my question. Uh, Can we fire up a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle? Yeah, definitely. What about a Jaseki? Ooh. I don't want to. I'll tell you that. Tight end's tough, but I don't. I, I I think we got some other options. McBreeze at McBreeze eleven over on Twitter. Can I fire up Jimmy Garoppolo this week? Yes or no? Would you? Yes or no? Yes. Running backs. Would you fire up Jeffrey Wilson Jr. going back to San Francisco? or even a Raheem Mostard who looks like he's going to try and play just so he can get a touchdown against those 49ers. <laughs> Wilson, um, I'm willing to play uh, just due to his uh, his pass catching ability. I'm willing to play Wilson, but Mustard is a no for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, and out of the wide receivers for San Francisco, Debo's banged up. All right. Would you be scared or hesitant to play Debo this week if he plays? Yeah, I would. All right, Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk, he he he's a he's a go for me. Yes, for him. Isn't it crazy that Ayuk seems to be like a go all the time now? Like like I I I've always been so hesitant on Ayuk, and then I sit there and I look at the end of the games, especially for the last six weeks or so, and I'm like, man, he is he's the he's the guy in San Francisco. I mean, when you have the level of talent that they have, you know, it makes the game a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, he's the beneficiary of it all. And then you said Trent Sherfield a little bit easier. What about uh, what about Kittle? Is it a Kittle week? Yes, love Kittle this week. Okay. All right, George Kittle, 30th ranked defense there. All right, uh, on to the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, guys. Doing a good job. We're, we're picking up the pace here. We're almost done now. We've got to come out three, four, five more games, four more games to go. Kansas City at Cincinnati. Biggest game of the week, Rob, right? Is this the biggest game mm-hmm. of the week? Okay, all right. So this was going to go back, think so. back and forth, back and forth. They, they played in the playoffs last year, went back and forth, back and forth. It is just a fun game. When I think of Patrick Mahomes, Kamish, or Joe Burrow, you were starting a dynasty season, a dynasty league, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to pick. And you could sit there and look, and you, you had to pick a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, which one are you picking? Mahomes for me. And I like Burrow, but this is Mahomes for me. Okay. All right. So you like Mahomes. All right. All right. I like Burrow, too. I like him. Uh, this week, if you had to choose one 
to play this week. Which one would you choose? I am also going with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's never a wrong answer. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a wrong answer. And by the way, Commission, do, do you like that commercial? It's it's turned into my favorite commercial when he gets the mustache drawn on him. I love that commercial. I love watching yeah, Andy yeah. Reid's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <pretty> funny. <laughs> His face when the, when the when the State Farm guy says, "Well, you don't have to do that, coach." The way he looks at the <laughs> gets yeah. me going every time. Uh, running backs, Rob, you, you got Joe Mixon. He's going to play this week. You got Isaiah Pacheco, right? Mm-hmm. Which one? Which one would you rather play? Mixon for me. Usage is just great. Even coming back off of the head injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it was a, if it was more of like an extremity type injury, like a leg injury, soft tissue, any kind of structural thing like that, I'd be more, a little bit more hesitant. But usually, we see once guys are cleared from concussions that they pretty much go back to full workload and full production. Okay, all right. Uh, I can't. I, I, I got distracted. I clicked on Wayne Gallman Jr. just to see what, <laughs> what, what, why he, why he had a little dot by his name because I wanted to, uh, Gallman was cut from the Chiefs practice squad. Tuesday. All right. So Gallman's cut. They're picking up everybody off the street, guys. I don't know. McKinnon must not be that good. They must not have a lot of faith in McKinnon. Maybe the Clyde Edwards-Hilary injury is a little bit more serious than what we're being told it is because they are picking up running backs left and right right now. One of them, if I call them. (laughs) (laughs) Wide receivers. Uh, Jamer Chase, T. Higgins, Juju, Tyler Boyd. Who's your favorite out of those guys? For me, um, I'm going to go with T. Higgins. Uh, I know, I know, Jamar Chase. He's uh, he's expected to play, and uh, but I think uh, from what I've been hearing this week, uh, the Chiefs' defense they really go uh, make a concerted effort to, you know, see where Jamar Chase is on the field. So I think uh, T. Higgins would be a beneficiary of that. Okay. Uh, Rob, I got a question about Juju Smith-Schuster. How concerned should people be about Juju's usage last week? He only saw three targets. We've seen him have 12. We've seen him have eight. We've seen several times when he's had eight. Should we be concerned going forward, or is this a guy that they're going to be able to count on come playoff time? I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, It's, you know, fluctuates a little bit. Week to week, I do think he's still the main guy aside from Travis Kelsey. Um, he's the most trustworthy guy, I think, um, aside from Kelsey. So I, I don't have too much issue going back to him this week. All right. Okay. All right. I will trust you on that one then, Rob. And maybe even sleep a little bit easier at night because of that uh, <laughs> right now. Hey, Travis Kelsey's not on anybody's board yet. If he is, that's your fault. Okay. If he is, play him. All right. <laughs> big, big game. Hayden Hurst, though, can we go to him, Kamish, this week? Is he a viable player in this offense? I think I'll rather look elsewhere this week. Okay. All right, that makes it simple. Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. You played Josh Jacobs last week. Is he going to be rested enough? Would you trust uh, people are going to be tempted because of his big usage rates and all that stuff to play him this week? Commission, if they didn't play him last week, would you, if you could, play Josh Jacobs again this week? 
without thinking twice, he's in my lineup. The matchup is juicy. And, <laughs> and uh, the way Josh Jacobs has been playing, how do you not, you know, want to play him if he's eligible to be rostered? Hmm. Okay. All right. I, that, 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 yeah, I don't know how. I could find a reason probably, but I don't know how. Uh, Rob, we were, we were right and we were wrong. I mean, you know how I like to bottom fish down here. And so I was throwing out names like Brandon Bolden. You know, Bolden's going to be the guy. They brought him over from New England. He's going to be that touchdown vulture guy. It just turned into Josh Jacobs' backfield this year is what yeah. it did. And they really concentrated on giving that one guy the workload, which seems strange. But we've seen New England do that before in the past. And we've also seen them implement uh, kind of, you know, the the, the multi-tiered headed running back system as well but this this year it was a josh jacobs year if josh jacobs does not play this week are we going to go back to seeing abdullah are we going to go back to seeing a uh whatever what's his, what's the guy's amir white we're going to go back seeing a timeshare back there in the backfield yeah i wouldn't yeah I, I would say i think if they if he would sit it'd probably be more of a split i don't think they would trust any of the other guys necessarily to take on the full workload like Jacobs. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would say, honestly, I, it would be tough for me to really play any of them. I mean, because the there's no ball. real clear cut. Yeah, no clear cut guy like like we saw with like uh, Samaj P. Ryan coming in for Mixon. It was pretty clear cut that he was going to be the guy. Um, same with Rashad White for Fournette. Um, there's no guy, I think, but um, I think. Zamir would probably be the top guy I would lean towards if I if uh if it came down to it. Uh, good for GPP lineups possibly. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely be because no one I don't think a lot of people would go there. Somebody that would give Josh Jacobs a run for their money commission is Austin Eckler this week, I believe, because the Las Vegas Raiders don't like to play a lot of defense. He doesn't feel like they like to tackle a lot. Maybe they might go after the the quarterback a lot, but that doesn't still doesn't look like they like to tackle a lot. Austin Eckler, I expect to have a huge game this week. I am with you. I expect him to have a big game as well. Okay. Justin Herbert or Derek Carr commission, which one would you rather start? Hmm. I think I lean um, Derek Carr's way this week. Okay, over Justin Herbert. All right, I I, I don't mind Derek Carr. He is surprisingly, I, I say surprisingly, he's done really well the last just several games. You know, he had that stinker out there in New Orleans for whatever reason, and maybe he was a little bit sick. We heard about all that information, and then the last several weeks, he has just been just tearing it up. It feels like. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the reason I'm leaning Derek Carr is because um, I think the Chargers might lean a little bit more on the ground game this week against the Raiders, and um, I expect the Raiders to be playing from behind in this game. So I like, you know, if I can get a quarterback who can throw 40 to 50 times in a game, I'll take the chance on that quarterback any time of the week. Okay. Rob, the wide receiving room got that people might have Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen to choose from. Which one would you rather play? Adams. I love both though. Okay. All right. Both. What about the secondary receivers and the tight ends? Gerald Everett, man. Gerald Everett. I found a zero last week. I think it was a Gerald <laughs> Everett is what it was. Can you believe that? It was going against the Cardinals too. You know what I mean? Like, 
how do people play up with nothing against a Cardinal team last week? But but Rob, the secondary receivers and the tight ends. Do you have somebody who stands out to you that you got to use because of their usage or anything like that? Uh, Josh Palmer would still be the guy I think for me. Um, with without Mike Williams there, uh-huh. um, and against the Raiders, uh, so it's it's a nice nice setup, nice matchup, good game environment. Um, I do think uh, both Gerald Everett and Foster Moreau are viable options as well. Um, they obviously tight end. It's a rough position. I think both honestly are going to be borderline top ten for me. Uh, when when I get my rankings all done, but it, they're they're going to be right around that range. So they're definitely definitely viable options at this point. You know, week thirteen. Okay, DeAndre Carter. I got to put his name out there too. Just yeah. saw ten targets. Yeah. Uh, in, in a game, and he seems to be benefiting from possibly Keenan Allen being back a little bit. Yeah, they got the three passing attack there is what they got. And I'd rather have him over Mac Collins. And Mac Collins is kind of gimmicky. He doesn't get as many targets. But, and DeAndre Car- Carter isn't consistent in that target share, but maybe they just have to play catch-up again like they did against Arizona. I know they threw a lot of the balls around a lot last week, and maybe they'll do the same thing in Vegas this week. Indianapolis at Dallas. Uh, Breeze, did you see how many targets Jalen Woods had last week? Jelani Woods, I'm sorry, Jelani Woods. He had nine targets last week. Is there any possible way we could trust him if we need a tight end to play Jelani Woods like that again this week? Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Ryan gets locked in on a receiver, man, and he he could really lock in on somebody. So not Jelani... Look, I picked him up in a dynasty league or two just in case. It, that was something that was getting going. And then I went, well, Matt Ryan's not going to be passing to him forever. Matt Ryan may not even have two more games left in him anymore. So I don't know why I did that, but I did it. I did it. I, yell at me if you want to. All right. Uh, Dak Prescott or Matt Ryan this week is is a, is not as – that's a terrible question, Breeze. That's a terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're never going to be desperate enough to play Matt Ryan. I'll tell you that. That's, a, that's terrible. So how about if we jump over to the running back room we got jonathan taylor tony pollard or ezekiel elliott let's say you can only choose one which one would you rather play for this game i'm gonna go with jonathan taylor against the dallas defense yeah it's not ideal but <laughs> i mean you got to look at it from this aspect <clears throat> he's gonna dominate the usage the snaps the touches that's what you want from your running back. Um, you know, he always has the potential to have a blow-up game, even in bad matchups. Look at what he did last year in Buffalo when he went off for 50 fantasy points. And that wasn't a bad, that wasn't a, uh, a plus matchup for him. So right. that ability is always there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally just would rather take um, <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor um, in the volume. You know, over uh, Zeke or Pollard, you know, it 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 would be a lot easier. You know, if one of Zeke or Pollard was out, sure, I could you know swing the pendulum to the other side. But with them both back in the fold, um, I want JT here. Okay, all right, and I you know I I think Zeke ceiling. I think we see Zeke ceiling. So I think Zeke is almost safe to play any week. There might be better matchups than the Indianapolis Colts, but I think the air got 
pulled out of the Colts' sails last week a little bit. You know, like the the, the yeah. winning streak was over after the new coaches there, and it's kind of like, okay, we got to look to next year at this point. At some point, they didn't even call a timeout, man. I mean, if they, if the team sending it in. They didn't even call a timeout at, at some point during that game, so that was just kind of crazy. Rob, the wide receiving core of this, though, is filled with a lot of good players. C.D. Lamb's off the table. Michael Pittman Jr., everybody's played, everybody's played him, too, so he's off the table. It's down to Paris Campbell. Alec Pierce, or Adult Schultz, or like I said, Jelani Woods. Are, are we playing any of those guys? Anybody you're feeling confident in? Schultz would be my favorite of the of the group. Um, I like I actually like Michael Gallup a little bit too. Um, I was gonna say Michael Gallup looks like he's banged up, and I I don't know. It kind of looks like he's gonna miss this game. In my opinion, yeah. I'm no doctor, but it's not it's not trending in the right direction. I was gonna say maybe a Noah Brown even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something to keep an eye on for sure with Gallup. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, to, if if Gallup plays, I, I do like him the best. Um, Gallup, then Paris Campbell, then then Pierce. Um, if uh, Gallup misses, I would say Campbell, Noah Brown, Pierce, and then obviously uh, Schultz from the tight end position is probably going to be a top five ish tight end for me uh, this week. Interesting. Uh, you know how I like to drift down here to the bottom. James Washington has been cleared to practice. Not that I'd play him in baby bowl, but i keep an eye on redraft purposes. You know, I mean, James Washington, I'm desperate for a wide receiver in a couple of leagues. I'm always desperate, Rob. Why am I always desperate? <laughs> it gets like tough that. late in the season. Yeah, I was like that back in high school, too, though. You know what I mean? All <laughs> right. New Orleans at Tampa Bay, our last game on the table here. Kamish, I, I, I'm an old man. I'm 50 years old. Tom Brady's catching up to me a little bit here. Father Time seems to have gotten the best of Tom Brady this year, in my opinion. Everything seems to look a little bit off, not as sharp as it used to be, or is it just my eyes getting a little bit older and maybe I'm not seeing Tom Brady clearly? How do you view Tom Brady this year? I mean, pretty much what you said was pretty spot on. Um, you know, there comes a point in time when uh, things ain't not what they used to be. And, uh, you know, you really got to kind of look at the whole picture here as to, you know, why Tom Brady isn't the Tom Brady that we've been accustomed to seeing, you know. They lost a lot of key pieces on that offensive line. And, you know, that offensive line is everything. It's a quarterback's best friend, pretty much. And, uh, you know, they lost uh, Antonio Brown, who was a lot more valuable than people want to give him credit for to that team when he was there. So uh, you you lose all that. You factor in. Uh, you got a new head coach, Bruce Arians, he's gone. So that's a whole personnel change right there. So the offensive philosophy is is different. <clears throat> you know, they're not uh, producing touchdowns at the rate that we've been accustomed to seeing. Uh, Brady's missing receivers that he would normally hit. And uh, but, you know, that's the that's the thing about football. You know, it, you have ebbs and flows and, you know, 
with Tom Brady, he's kind of like on that other side now. You know, it, it's kind of like I'm pretty sure he 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 probably won't ever say this openly, but I'm pretty sure he's probably seen the writing on the wall for him. Hmm. I, I was going to ask you, Rob, as a follow up question, and I, I love all your points that you pointed out, McBreeze, but especially the offensive line issue. Let's just say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get that offensive line fixed. Or maybe even Tom Brady goes to another place that has the offensive line fixed. Do you see a good year in store for Tom Brady next season if he's got a strong offensive line in front of him? I I, I think he still could. Um, I do agree that he's getting he's getting to that point. It seems like where the right might might be on the wall, and. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely. I think if he has an offensive line, a better offensive line, it, it'll definitely help. And because it, it looks like he still has at least most of the the arm arm strength and arm talent to to make the plays, and obviously he's got the the smarts to do it too. Um, so if he's got if he you know has the offensive line and the weapons, I still think he probably could do uh, pretty well. And I think he's gonna want to prove that uh, knowing knowing the type of player he is. Um, so yeah, I, I do think he could have another nice season if the, the line can help him out. Okay. All right. Uh, you've talked me into taking him first in a dynasty startup is what you've done. <laughs> hey, uh, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Rashad White there. Uh, none of those guys look like they have good matchups this week. This is a game that I typically like to stay away from because New Orleans seems to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a really hard time, really tough time. And I, I have a tendency to pick New Orleans Saint players over Tampa Bay players every year leading up to this game. But I don't know. I don't have any confidence in the New Orleans Saints either this year, McBreeze. Uh, do we want to play any Kamara, uh, Kamara, Fournette, or White? Not for me. Okay. All right. What about over here on the wide receivers side, Commissioner? Godwin, Alave, Mike Evans? Alave and Godwin, yes. Mike Evans, I think I heard uh, Lattimore is playing this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no who, for me. <laughs> who do you take in the MMA fight this week in New Orleans and Tampa Bay? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? That I, love, I love watching those guys go at it, though. It's, it's fun to watch that, that kind of battle right there, and you know it's going to happen. <laughs> you just know it's going to happen at some point. And what was it, the first game of the year, if we go back in the Wayback Machine, Bruce Arians even looked at Mike Evans and told him to go back out there. Remember that? He's like yelling at him and stuff like that to go out there and get him. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> the guy was yelling at Brady. I got that. Uh, Rob, uh, Julio Jones, Russell Gage. I, there's one thing I know about Julio Jones and that he, he loves playing in New Orleans. Okay, he loves it. And I, I think that this could be a Julio Jones week because so much attention is going to be given to Mike Evans, going to be given to Chris Godwin, and I could just see Julio kind of getting a little getting a little extra juice out there in New Orleans. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It's it's a uh, it would be tough for me to go there. Um, but uh, if you're if, never uh, you're never as desperate as I am. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I was gonna say we're getting we're getting to the point in the season though, like you said where you know there's a lot of a lot of different plays that uh people are going to be needing to play so julio um you could definitely do worse 
I could definitely do better is what it sounds like to me, is what you're saying. I got Julio, man. He went to Alabama. He played. I watched him every week. Yeah, Julio, man. You don't be personal my Julio bubble. You tried to be nice about it. It's a sneaky play. Is that what it is? It's a sneaky it's play, sne- Rob. Sneaky play. Uh, tight end, I, who do I trust most out of this? Uh, Jawan Johnson, he, all he does is catch touchdowns. Tampa Bay's not that good against uh, tight ends here. Can, is, it, is it a playable week for Jawan Johnson this week? I know he's questionable, but still. Anybody? Yeah. Um, no, it's man. sneaky too. That's yeah. sneaky too. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 sneaky as well. That's definitely sneaky. <laughs> Kamish, that's his way of telling me no. That's that's all I can hear is whenever he <laughs> says that, he's telling me no. All right. So any other tight ends here? We're not desperate enough to play a K dot and the Cameron Brait or Kyle Rudolph. All right. So we're we're done with this game too. Uh, what? No, I ain't gonna ask you about Andy Dalton because that's nothing but sneaky. Kamish. McBreeze, it was a pleasure talking to you tonight and being able to talk some football with you and finally putting a voice to the face that I've seen on Twitter all these different years that I've been on there as well. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I definitely enjoyed my time talking with you guys and, um, Heck, maybe we can do it again if I can win another week in baby ball. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you being a big part of it. Uh, obviously, we, we talk all the time, so I appreciate that as well. And then, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a blast. I do got, I do got um, one with Crest. Uh, you know the game Jacobs had. Is it a way that I could uh, – Cut that production I have from last week and plug them in for this week. Too. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Well, we'll, have to, well I'll have to uh, talk to the powers that be. Powers <laughs> be. I don't know if my wife would allow it. You know what I mean? <laughs> she doesn't want people coming back on her. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that request. So I'm going to have to ask for that myself sometimes there. That's a good one. All right. Follow him over on Twitter at McBreeze11 on Twitter. Commissioner Breeze, you'll definitely see his avatar. You'll see all those things. It's a very bright and shiny superhero is what it looks like to me over there. Rob, uh, thanks for bringing on Mr. McBreeze there and, and doing a good job yourself with getting me prepared for my sneaky plays this week. <laughs> Yeah, anytime. Always, that's what I'm here for, you know. No, but thank you, Wes. Uh, every week is always always a blast. Um, love love uh, doing the Baby Bull podcast every week, and appreciate you for being a huge part of it. No problem. Hey, I keep looking over there on your pinned tweet at Norton0723, and I keep looking for the Baby Bull playoff uh, edition little pinned tweet there. I, I still I still don't see it, man. I know, I know. I've been I've been looking. I've been looking. I didn't look as much this week. Because I was gone, but I, I've been uh, been looking. Uh, I was looking today to see if they open it up. It's still not not there yet. So hopefully soon. Um, I'm guessing within the next couple weeks. All right. Coming soon to a Baby Bowl podcast near you, the Baby Bowl Playoff Edition, here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Make sure you tell all your friends, neighbors, that's too late at night to be able to do that. I, I totally lost my voice in doing that, Rob. <laughs> hey, don't forget to follow me on Twitter as well, at It over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore, but more importantly than all those other actions, Fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. <laughs>